Songs on Site is recorded on location and features the site's unique soundscape as an audio backdrop. This episode includes aircraft, watercraft, waterfowl, and winter coats. It was cold. We recommend listening to Songs on Site with headphones for an immersive audio experience. From Cocotasso Media and You Don't Know Jersey. This is Songs on Site. Where we explore the music and environmental soundscapes of the Garden State. I'm your host, Michael Aquino. Hey there, it's Michael Aquino, the host of Songs On Sight. I'm a songwriter, musician, and performer born and raised in the lovely Garden State. I've been involved in the North Jersey music scene since college, playing in a few bands and taking the stage as a solo performer. I'm also the former host of Indie Music Circus, a live event series that ran for five years at Luna Stage in West Orange. And I love the music scene in New Jersey. It's where you'll hear the range of sounds that define our 8,723 square miles of attitude, to quote the tagline from our co-producers, You Don't Know Jersey. That's right, Songs On Site is a co-production of Cocotazo Media and You Don't Know Jersey, featuring interviews and song performances by an eclectic lineup of New Jersey musicians. We had a vision of capturing these sessions in 3D audio at unique locations throughout the state and delivering them to you, our listeners. I'm thrilled to kick off songs on site with The Cucumbers, an indie rock duo from Milburn by way of Hoboken. John Freed and Dina Shoshkis began performing in the streets of Paris and Rome in the early 80s. After starting a rock band called The Cucumbers, they found a home in the indie pop scene in Hoboken, New Jersey. After many years of playing music together in varied incarnations, their duo performances draw upon a deep songbook and effortless communication. Their songs have been recorded by Jackson Brown, Dar Williams, Marshall Crenshaw, and featured in films and on network TV. John and Dina have been fixtures in the indie music scene in New Jersey since the 80s, so they felt like the perfect pair of musicians to feature as we launch Songs On Sight. Describe what you see in this environment. It's magnificent. I'm looking up the Hudson River. I see a barge coming down and the George Washington bridge behind and the skyline on a beautiful morning and the water rippling. And I'm looking towards Hoboken from where I stand. There's the W Hotel and all the buildings 
none of which existed when we moved to Hoboken many years ago. <laughs> and there's Stevens Tech. Which, Castle Point, that building was there. But all the big ones next to it, they're of more recent vintage. And the gazebo and Pier A and the trees along Pier A. And who are you? I'm Dina Shashkis. And I'm John Freed. We've been married since 1985. We've been playing music together since probably 77. What is your group name? We are the The Cucumbers. Cucumbers. (laughs) That's wonderful. (laughs) Where in New Jersey have you lived? Well, I was born in New Jersey, and I grew up in South Orange. And then I went off to college, and when I returned, I moved to Hoboken and lived in Hoboken for 10 years, and then moved to Milburn, where we've been ever since. Our older son was born in Hoboken, and then we were in a little tiny place on Willow Terrace. These 1860 houses that were built for the workers that built Stevens Tech in that part of the 19th century, and kind of outgrew it and moved out to the birds, like many people who go through Hoboken. And John is not a New Jersey native. My dad was in the entertainment business, and I grew up in Southern California, and I went east to college. My dad was originally from the Bronx. My mom's from the Midwest, but loved New York. And so they wanted all their kids, they kind of wanted us all to experience the East, and we are all on the East Coast now, ever since. At what age did you start playing music? I started in the crib. (laughs) (laughs) My mother said I was rock and bang my head, so I was a baby rock and roller. And then, I'm the youngest of four girls. All my sisters had piano lessons, and some of them played violin, and I just couldn't wait. I begged for lessons, but my mother made me wait until I was nine years old, so that's when I started my formal music training. That's great. And John? Well, my dad is a musician, and music was always around the house. And we were all made to take piano lessons starting around seven or eight. And I didn't really take to piano. And when I was 10, I figured if I switched to guitar, and then I could quit guitar lessons and get out of it, because my dad really wouldn't care so much about the guitar as he did the piano. And that worked. (laughs) And so I learned a little piano, a little guitar. And then when I was 10, the neighborhood kids started a garage band. And they didn't have a bass player, so my dad got me a bass. Mm. And we played mostly monkeys cover songs. I was Peter Tork. And I had a cherry red bass that had no name on it. I had it for years until it fell apart. I did play, actually played out when I was about 10. And then quit it all until I was about 13. And, you know, adolescence where you want nothing more than to sit and strum your guitar. And I went that way. John had no idea that he'd be living right near Pleasant Valley Way when he learned to play Pleasant Valley Sunday. There you go. That is true. That is so funny. I had no idea. When did you figure that out? It was years later that I figured out that the Monkees, not only did they not write their own songs, they didn't actually play all the instruments on their albums that they were one to actors, which was kind of a shock. And then later, I was in New Jersey when I discovered that it was Carole King that wrote that song. And there's Pleasant Valley Way, not far from where we live and she lived in West Orange, also not far away, and put two and two together. Describe your music in three words to someone who has never heard it before. Quirky. Indie. Pop rock. That's, I guess, the cucumbers from 
the early days, I guess it become more eclectic than that. Since then, the music we've been playing now is more Americana. Eclectic is good. Now, why settle in Hoboken with your music? as opposed to the behemoth across the water there. My sister Anne was living in Hoboken, and we came to visit. And while we were visiting her, we walked by Maxwell's. We had no idea what it was, but we heard rock music coming out of the storefront. And we went in the back door, which was open. Like, we didn't realize that we were supposed to go pay admission. We just walked in the back, and there was like a band playing. It was like, wow! And then that was it. It's like, this is the place for us. And then we had no idea that we would end up playing at Maxwell's. Dina's sister was an artist, and her husband at the time was an artist. They lived over Rico's on Washington near 9th Street. When we did decide to move and start the band, we thought we'd live near them, and the rents. We first started paying 250 a month, and then there were some tenant rights activists in our building. They mm. said, you know, the rent should be 175. They've broken the rent control law in Hoboken. You should protest it. So we did, and we got the rent rolled back to 175 a month from 250. So there we were on 7th and Willow on the fifth floor of this walk-up, and in the building were artists and musicians. We've been friends with them ever since. People in the building had friends that started a literary magazine called Pharaoh Botanica, and they asked us to play at their benefit party for the first issue. That was in the back room of Maxwell's, and that's when Steve Fallon first heard us, and he's like, oh wow, I like you guys, and then he gave us an official gig. We didn't have a bass player yet. It was November of 81, and I think we played with Tommy, just the two guitars and drums, and in January of 82, we opened for the individuals at Maxwell's, which was a big deal at the time. Yeah. But then we had a bass player, Al Houghton, was playing bass with us, who runs Dubway Studios in New York and has for years. Hoboken is typically known for the movie On the Waterfront, where we are right now, Frank Sinatra and the Birthplace of Baseball. Tell us something you learned about Hoboken that most people don't know. There was a music scene here in the 60s, which I don't know if most people know about, and there was a place called Club Zanzibar, which was a club for black musicians, and it was what Maxwell's became later as an indie rock club for bands that were playing in New York and wanted an extra gig, they'd go to Hoboken. Club Zanzibar was that for soul music and blues. Mm. So bands would playing in New York would play also in Club Zanzibar. And there were places where Cool and the Gang from Jersey City used to come to try out songs. And it was on the tour. So bands doing club dates would come through and play Club Zanzibar in Hoboken. And what year was that? It was through the 60s, and I think they closed in 81. There was such an amazing blend of people when we lived there during the 80s. And one of our neighbors across the street who we became friends with had grown up there. His name was Pat Frieda, and he used to tell us stories about jumping off the piers and swimming in the river. And, you know, the currents are very strong. And they would be skinny dipping. And he jumped in and he got swept in the current and carried all the way down to Staten Island. Statue of Liberty. Oh, Statue of Liberty. Cobb picked him up as he washed on the shore, wrapped a blanket around him and drove him back to Hoboken. <laughs> Tell him about On the Waterfront. Pat Frieda was in On the Waterfront. He was just hanging out. He was a dock worker. And he was hanging out down there. And Kazan, the director, saw his face and said, you want to be in a movie? And in the scene near the end, where there's a couple dock workers around, and one of them says, if Terry don't work, we don't work. The guy next to him is our neighbor, Pat. 
on the waterfront kind of made it into uh, your circle anyway. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it did. I love it. Let's talk a bit about the Hoboken Sound. I recently discovered a documentary called The Hoboken Sound. It was made in 1985, and the first nine minutes are the two of you. Absolutely amazing energy. <laughs> kicking off this documentary talking about your music and I want to read you a couple of quotes uh oh <laughs> I didn't say it I picked it up I don't know alright I'm gonna start with the quote from Dina and she said I'm trying to be myself I'm not trying to be a rock and roll woman or you know a really cute girl or really tough I'm trying to be myself in hopes that people that relate to my music feel they can be themselves now, how do you feel hearing that quote from young Dina? <laughs> I still do feel that way. There's always pressure to conform, and that's right. what I thought I had to be, but there was no way I could be any of those things. I just tried to be myself because that's the only thing you can do. But it's hard at that time of life when you're young and you're putting yourself out in the world in anything that you do, especially in a public way, like being in a band, you're going to get all kinds of reactions from people, and that, that was hard. Let me read your quote, John. It sounds pretty. They think it's pretty. They think it's sort of throwaway, you know, just sort of nice and pleasant. But in a lot of the lyrics especially, it's a little more complicated. And we're writing about situations, love situations, say. It's not just, oh, I love her, she's great, I'm happy. It's more complicated, like the way things are in real life. We just were making our music. You know, I played in a monkey's band when I was 10. Right. There was going to be that kind of bubblegum pop somewhere in the back there. And there was also punk rock that we were listening to, a new wave and all this stuff that was breaking away from it, but also tapping into it. And we were just absorbing all those influences and we wrote whatever came out and we hoped that people would like it. We stepped right into this wonderful scene. Our first performance, we didn't even really have a band and we were welcome into the... Maxwell's Fold. There were lots of other little places to play in Hoboken mm -hmm. and throughout New Jersey when we were starting out. We were really lucky that we ended up in New Jersey and not New York. It's much harder to start out as a new band in New York. Because we came from Hoboken, which was a scene, then we could get into, like in the East Village, the A7 Club and Pyramid Club, and Pyramid CBGBs, Club. all the little places that came and went in the Lower East Side. So talking about this documentary Ooh. you're both gonna have <laughs> this is like the oscars in the envelope please <laughs> so you can open the envelope and there's a bit of dialogue in there between the two of you at one point in the documentary and i want you to read these lines to each other you'll have to wait until next week's episode for the second half of the interview and now Enjoy a performance of Keep On Doing What You Do, written by Dina Shashkis and performed by the Cucumbers on the Hoboken Waterfront. Imagination is what I do. How 
Thanks for listening to Songs On Sight. I'm your host, Michael Aquino. Songs On Sight producers are Michael Aquino and Dania Ramos for Cocotazo Media, and Ed Maziak and Alice Maziak for You Don't Know Jersey. If you've enjoyed this episode, please follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Audio editing, design, mixing, and theme song by Michael Aquino. Story editing, script writing, and additional audio editing by Dania Ramos. The featured musicians were Dina Shashkis and John Freed of The Cucumbers. Music and lyrics for Keep On Doing What You Do by Dina Shashkis. You heard Dina on guitar and lead vocals, with John on banjo and backing vocals. Find out more about The Cucumbers, including how to buy their past and upcoming releases, at thecucumbers.net. You can find a link to their website and our website in the show notes. This episode was recorded in Pier A Park on the Hoboken waterfront and produced in Essex County, New Jersey. Both locations are situated on the traditional territory of the Lenni Lenape people. Thanks for listening.